Before I was assigned here at St. John the Baptist in Excelsior, I had the opportunity to be at St. Ambrose and Woodbury uh, for a year. And St. Ambrose and Woodbury is a relatively new parish. It was founded, I believe, in 1998 compared to us. So we were founded in 1903 here. But when I got there in 2012, uh, the school was already uh, bursting at, at the brim. And so the school was very full. It's a very young parish. I think that whole year we only had uh, one funeral and only, only one wedding. And so the pastor and I decided that my main role there, of course, offering sacraments, would also to be involved in the school. So every single week I taught the fifth graders, I taught them about the sacraments, and just kind of spend time with them. But I also try to develop relationships with the, the teachers. And there's probably about 50 to 60 teachers there at St. Ambrose. Well, halfway through the year, a group of teachers approached me and said, Father, can you lead our teacher retreat this year? And they're part of a steering committee. I said, of course. We, we met, and I said, what do you guys want the retreat uh, to be about? And they said, well, can you, can you teach us how to pray? I said, oh, okay, uh, maybe. I said, how long is the retreat? And they said, it's one day. I said, not a chance. I can't teach you how to pray in a day. Why? Because prayer takes time. So we concluded I can talk, teach a little bit about different methods of prayer. But in order to teach someone how to pray, the most important thing is they actually have to do it. Of course, this is a common question, by the way, that, that priests encounter. Father, can, can you teach me how to pray? How, how do you pray? And it's even a question we know that, that Jesus got. His apostles, teacher, teach us how to pray. And so what does he teach them? He teaches them the most perfect prayer. He teaches them the Our Father. But then we go to today's gospel, and we hear what? The necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. Or St. Paul saying, pray without ceasing. So does that mean that all day, every day, we walk around praying the Our Father without stopping? I don't think it would be very safe if we're, you know, driving and doing that or giving a presentation and praying the Our Father at the same time. It doesn't mean we shouldn't pray the Our Father. Of course we should. We should do it often. But is that what Jesus is referring to when he's saying praying without ceasing? No. Or maybe we're a good Irish Catholic like my grandma. So all we're going to do for prayer is pray the rosary every day, all day long. Once again, a beautiful thing to do, to pray the rosary. And I encourage us all to pray it daily. And it's not only me who encourages it, so does our mother, by the way. Mary always tells us, pray the rosary daily. So we want to make that part of our routine. But does that look like something who's praying without ceasing? And if we want to see how Jesus prays, by the way, we know what it looks like. He goes where he goes, usually to the top of the mountain, by himself, and he talks to his heavenly Father. And we actually get a glimpse of this. We get a glimpse of this in, in John's gospel. Jesus' last discourse, you know, John eleven twelve 12 through 16, 17, kind of Jesus praying to his heavenly Father, asking for, for help, asking for, for grace, asking for him to look over the people whom he loves, us whom he loves. And we know that the most perfect type of prayer, by the way, is something called contemplation. 
And this is what all prayer is supposed to lead into, to contemplate what? This doesn't mean that we contemplate God's existence, right? There's the old joke out there uh, of, of, of a theologian who dies. And a theologian dies and he goes up to the pearly gates and St. Peter says, do you want to go into heaven or do you want to go to a lecture about heaven? The theologian chooses the lecture, right? Whereas for us in prayer as well, we can study it all we want. And I encourage us to study how to pray. There's great books out there. Introduction to the Devout Life by, by Francis of Sales has been around for over 400 years, and it still is a great book to go to. We have the Bishop of the Abandoned Tabernacle. I've preached about this book before. If you're going to pray your holy hour, it's a great book to bring in with you. But even in the book, it tells you, put the book down and talk to God. Isn't that beautiful? That God wants to talk to you? That he wants to enter into a relationship with us. And this is what contemplation is. Us being one with God. And him communicating his love towards us. And so what does that, what does that look like? Of course, we, we hear in scriptures as well. When one goes to pray, go into your room, shut the door, and speak to God. Now, does that mean that we, we must always go into our bedroom and shut the door? No, no, it really is referring to is finding a quiet place in our, in our heart, in our soul. We hear Psalm 46, that, that famous beautiful verse. Be still and know that I am God. So to quiet everything else out, to quiet down our emotions, to quiet down our thoughts, and to break and to enter into that silence with God. And then we start talking to him. You know, Matthew Kelly, when he wrote the book, Rediscover Catholicism, I'm preached about this before, but he said a big turning point in his life was when he started to pray. And every single day what he would do is he would stop at, at the church on the way to, to school or the way to the golf course, on the way to work. And he'd sit in the back of the church for five minutes and he would say, all right, God, this is what I need from you today. And he did the intercession part, and then he'd walk away. But his mentor encouraged him one day and said, I encourage you to add something else to that prayer. For the second five minutes, ask God, what do you want of me today? So when we go to pray, it's not only us asking God for his help, but then asking God, God, what is your will? and to sit there. And at first when we started doing this, I know the exact excuse you're going to come up with that I've heard it all. Father, I don't hear anything. Good. Good. Father, he's not texting me. No, God's not going to text you, by the way. He's not going to call you on the phone. But when we put that time in, you'll be able to start discerning God's spirit. A discernment of spirits. A discernment of God. And so we enter into this, this time with him, and we do it how? We do it without becoming weary. You know, all the spiritual books that speak about prayer, they all say the same thing. In order to pray, you actually have to do it. You need to make it part of your daily routine. You need to put the effort in. 
And yes, there's many different methods of prayer that can all lead to contemplation, but they all take your effort and your time. Can you at least spare 15 minutes a day to pray? And if you can't, that's a great thing to bring to prayer, right? What am I so busy with that I can't spend 15 minutes with God? And there's some uh, men of the parish who are going through a program called Exodus 90. And during this program, they're called to spend an hour a day in prayer. And during the uh, kind of preparation for this, we, we read something called through a field guide. How, do you, how does one spend an hour a day in prayer? And I said, well, the first way is put your phone down for more than an hour a day. Or turn off Netflix. Or we to say we're going to enter into uh, this, this time. And it's been amazing to see uh, these guys growing in their relationship with God. Has it been tough? Of course it has. You can, you can, you can ask them. Right? It has been tough in many different ways, but it's also been an opportunity to build up a relationship with a God who truly wants to communicate with us. But the only way we're going to enter into this relationship with him is if we put in the time. What does prayer lead to, by the way? Prayer leads to God blessing us. It's an opportunity to receive his blessing to receive his grace, to receive his mercy, to receive his love. And isn't that what we're longing for? To experience him, the fullness of life, the pearl of great price. He wants to bestow himself to us. He wants to enter into a relationship with us. Will we accept this invitation and spend time with him praying, every single day without becoming weary.